A brief message from your friendly neighborhood editing Jordan. We tend to try to keep things pretty PG-13 around here, but this is an improv podcast. So who knows what we're going to say. Sometimes we throw in some swearing, some sexual content, and some violence. So as a general warning, viewer discretion is advised. Also to be noted, the opinions stated about a certain tabletop role-playing game are just that, our opinions. We love the game and we like talking about it. So any criticisms are really just all in good fun. That being said, wizards, please hire us. All right, with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Oh, really? I was born as well. <laughs> I thought you were going to say yesterday. <laughs> I should have, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, what do we do with the soul? What's everyone's stories that they got on the docket for today? Oh, I got a bunch of them. I'm still looking. I've got a few, but I, I have found a lot. one that's kind of decently long, but because it's long, I just have one. Mm. <laughs> I have four. I win. Four? My goodness. I only have the one. I want. Uh, uh, what? Gesundheit? I found one. Um, I don't think that I can. We're going to be able to read this one, but I feel like I have to read the title at least. <laughs> do tell, do tell. <clears throat> Him being angry and horny and me being a bear. Uh, mood, I guess. Same. <laughs> I'm, I, I want Freddy Krueger back. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Why not all three? Angry, horny, and a bear. And as Freddy Krueger? As Freddy Krueger. Oh, no. Rules lawyer. Um, horror story. Edgelord, I'm just saying buzzwords at this point. Uh, I know. I, like I can we tell. Have, why do I feel like we have an angry, horny bear story at some what? point? I don't what? know. Those three words. I, those three words. It's the, the way that we do things and the, the things that happen with the chaos that is any group that we play as. It's There's bound to be. It's locked <laughs> away somewhere. We've just all collectively just... forgotten it. I know I have an angry, horny bear story, but that's not really because of D&D. Roll the intro. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nat One Podcast, a.k.a. Nope, because nope, you're not going to want to hear what we're about to have to say. I'm producing. I'm Levi. And I'm Jordan. I do have one about a chicken, not a bear. <laughs> but Anyway. Right. I gotta tell editing Jordan to roll the intro again to I, shut editing, you up. Editing Jordan's already rolled the intro. We're back in. Uh. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, everybody, welcome today. Welcome. If the title didn't give it away or if we didn't announce it well on our things, or maybe we were like being coy about it. Uh, today we're reading some D&D horror stories or TTRPG horror stories in general. Yeah. Yay! Indeed. And we're reacting to them. Yeah. Um, shout out to the famous myriad channels that do that like every single day. Yes. <laughs> like Crit Crab, that's who I used. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, um, naturally, there are some stories we're not going to read because we want to keep our YouTube channel monetized if we can. <laughs> or uh, but... become monetized. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Monetized in the first place. <laughs> so, yes, we haven't selected all stories, but you know. Hopefully our commentary and our reading of the ones we have selected are pretty good. I think they're pretty good I think by the titles. <laughs> so anyway, who wants to jump in first and give us a first read through? 
Well, then everybody jump at once. Jordan, you have the most. You go first. All right. I'll do one of my, I'll do the shortest one that I have first. All right. So this one comes, all of mine come from r slash RPG horror stories. Uh, so this one comes from user mediocre cucumber 65. Uh, there are underscores in there, but I'm not going to read them. Uh, DMPC has Holy Avenger at level two. We kill him and take it for ourselves. DM quits. Okay. 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 First off. <laughs> Levi, you may know this offhand or better than I do. What is a Holy Avenger? It's like a sword, right? A Holy mm-hmm. Avenger is a sword that um, I believe only paladins can attune to. And it pretty much is like a plus three longsword that also has a similar to like paladin aura. And it also does an extra, I believe, 2d10 radiant damage to fiends and undead. So not a level two character weapon in no, the they slightest. They are legendary. They I are considered so. legendary. <laughs> okay. So DM had this for some reason. This sounds like a classic DM PC. I'm going to force my will onto you guys. Let's see oh, how many yeah, Let me open my encyclopedia known as <laughs> D&D Beyond really quick. And I can, yeah, requires attunement by a paladin. And here's what the aura does. 10-foot radius, you and all friendly creatures have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Oh, nice. If you have 17 Uh, levels or more in Paladin, the radius increases to 30 feet. Naturally. So it's Oath of Ancients without Oath of Ancients. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, beginning with the story. Mm -hmm. Horror story from all sides that culminates in everyone losing. In our first session, we almost TPK from goblins. At the end of the session, we level up and arrive in the town where the Paladin NPC joins us. The DM says, I'll help you out since it looks like you're having a rough time. I feel like that makes sense, but it gets worse. (laughs) Our next next mission is to infiltrate a zombie bandit hideout under an abandoned mansion. At first, it looks like another near TPK with the bandits hitting pretty hard. But then the DMPC pulls out his holy sword and smites everything in sight. (laughs) Out of character, Uh I know this is a holy avenger. And I have a talk with uh, um, how, sorry, I have a talk about how overpowered this is for level two. And the DM says, well, do you not want help? (laughs) As expected, the DMPC paladin shines every fight and we feel like backup dancers. This keeps going on until level three when we're all annoyed by this point. During the night, we plot to steal the sword. We stab him in his sleep and the DM says, PVP is not allowed. You can't murder Hobo, your ally, and steal his sword. I don't want to continue DMing for you guys anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the story. (laughs) Oh, there's only one thing I can think of. My brother in Christ, you are the DM. Make the balance, make the combats less challenging. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't, don't play. Don't do what the heck you just did. (laughs) Uh, I don't even like (laughs) he's stun locked (laughs) it it just the idea of the D of the DM being the one in the end who ends up going I don't want to play with you guys anymore (laughs) (laughs) you didn't let me be the main character (laughs) I don't want to play anymore (laughs) should have been a player Mm -hmm. and gotten someone else to DM because yeah it's your story man but you're not the, you are the narrator your players are the main characters nobody likes to be shown up by someone who literally has the power to do anything yeah 
I mean, why even make the paladin character when you could say, okay, my I, the DM as God, appear beside you and say, all right, guys, I'm going to, if you die, I'll bring you back or I'll kill the <laughs> monsters for you. You're, there's no reason to make a character super strong when you can do literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I mean, we've had some experience with the NPCs in the past who have been like central characters to the story and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't understand the point of having like super tripped out power fantasy. Yeah. Then again, I'm mm. also not a min-maxer. Some people play their own characters like that anyway, mm. but giving yourself a Holy Avenger at level two. <laughs> yeah that's uh, i mean no creativity couldn't even give yourself the super awesome mega kill death sword that i made that's how you really get a tpk <laughs> yeah that's that's the good weapon i mean why stop at holy avenger when you could say this sword does a billion damage and also it bypasses ac and also uh everyone dies and the game ends <laughs> which i mean i guess kind of happened but the players did that <laughs> amazing I don't know. I think they were completely, I, I think it's a good solution to try to steal the sword. If the, well, and also we don't know anything about how the like character actually acted. So on top of it, if the character was also a self-righteous douchebag, I yeah. think it's completely logical to kill him and steal the sword. Absolutely. They just kept going like, oh dude, I just won that whole combat for us. Thanks to my awesome sword. You guys did a great job like licking my sweat. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. The final answer uh the um sucky according to the story yeah <laughs> and uh the take takeaway lesson don't give anything a level two chance for a holy avenger because they will get it and yeah murder hobos are correct yeah no no <laughs> no yeah yeah no yeah next story <laughs> how did we even do that um <laughs> Okay, I have two, so I will go next. Go next. Go next. I'm starting with, uh, oh, for reference, uh, I like I said before, I'm using r slash crit crab because I know he does good work. He's doing he's doing the crab's work out there. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I know there's some good stuff. So the one that I selected uh, is has been posted by Gogalore5. <laughs> G-O-G-G-A-L-O-R-5. Gogalore, that's a good name. Anyway, the title. Fairy Prince's Freddy Krueger spends three hours trying to buy shoes. Absolutely phenomenal. Love it. Now, I don't even know if this would work in any circumstance. I don't know where on earth you would hear this or see this, let alone in D&D, but I guess that's probably the best outlet for it. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Let's see how the fairy princess Freddy Krueger does this. <clears throat> this is from the first person perspective. So I'm going to give uh, Gogglore 5 a character voice. Mm-hmm. I recently joined... No, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I recently joined a new D&D group at a local game store. Okay, so it's not Roll20. It's not like an online strangers, but it is an in-person strangers kind of. That's the but, scariest one. And some of those... Uh, there are some really bad horror stories from like game store. True. And they said, oh, and I now truly understand the horror that can happen when you don't vet your players before game. (laughs) Yep. The cast for this is me playing a ranger. So goggle lore the ranger. Wizard, cleric, DM, and the antagonist of the story, princess. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, 
Um, uh, this will only chronicle our session one. We did have a session zero, but of course, Princess joined late, so they weren't there for it. And I expect that there will be more horror to come. Oh, this is going to be an anthology. Let's go. <laughs> we will continue this. Yeah. <laughs> as it develops. Everyone go follow Gogglelore 5 for more updates. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the culprit. Call them princess because their player made sure multiple times to let us all know that they are a half-fey, half-tiefling princess of the fey wild who goes into people's dreams when they sleep and causes mischief. Oh, dear God. Uh-huh. Oh dear God. Well, I didn't yeah. see that option anywhere in the PHB. I, yeah, where's that <laughs> rule book? That must be coming out in that new DD one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, like Freddy Krueger, but not evil. And then the the Gogalore 5 puts in parentheses, we are level one, by the way. <laughs> that was gonna be my next question. What level did this campaign start at? <laughs> This is a classic uh, folk hero situation. My my brother and yeah. dice, you were level one. <laughs> um, they are further described to, quote unquote, have three foot long branching antlers with magical chains wrapped around them covered in gems that magically flicker through the phases of the moon. Yeah? If you say so. Your mom lets you have that? My mom won't. <laughs> uh, continuing. They're wearing six-inch heels and have a flying fox familiar floating around them. That try saying that five times fast. Uh, <laughs> what class are they? Princess. <laughs> Hold on. Now I okay okay now now Gogglelore takes back over. Now I don't buy into cringe culture. Play your fairy princess anime girl if you want. It's a fantasy game and we all want to play out our fantasies at the end of the day. Heck, my characters let me play out the fantasy of having a loving family and being able to afford land ownership, so it was really cringe. Oh! <laughs> now that's a real mood. Bruh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so Gogalore does not seem to just, like, despise this person for playing, like, a princess character, so so that's good. Credit added to Gogalore. <laughs> um, Shout out to Gogalore, he a real one. <laughs> I'm gonna wheeze if I've been saying this wrong the whole time and it's like Google or something like that. <laughs> anyway, next chapter. This has chapters. <laughs> and they have, he's bolded or he or she has bolded like the things. Anyway. Love that for them. <laughs> so I mentioned that Princess wasn't present for session zero and they were making their character at the table, eating into our playtime. Oh, how dare she. I would cut some slack here if they had been a last-minute addition, but they had a model of their character on Hero Forge that they showed the table no fewer than sep three separate times. So this is, character has been ready for a while, except for with the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Which they explicitly stated that they had spent hours on, so they had time to fill out a sheet. Yep. I should also remind you that we are starting at level one. So not only is the character creation process at that point mostly just copying from the book and only really making one or two mechanical choices. I digress. The real problem here is that Princess needs every single piece of their equipment in their starting package to be reflavored and swapped out. You do oh, that boy. on your own time. Yeah. I understand. I am the, the queen of going <laughs> for the aesthetic, but Jesus Christ, you do that on your own time. No. <laughs> Yeah, definitely on your own time, if anything. 
I'm all, honestly also I'm just there like I don't need my rope to be made of licorice, bro. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I would be very happy with a rope made of licorice. Same, but I, I love licorice. <laughs> Me too. Not black licorice though. That tastes like salt. I like licorice of any form. <laughs> anyway. Uh here I am. Okay. Once again, that in itself is fine. Okay, so Gogolor is a bit of a patient fellow. Yeah. Um I flavor weapons and armor to fit the character all the time, but each of these required these long, drawn-out explanations of how their club is actually a scythe made from bones and skulls, and their armor is actually a kimono that, according to them, in Japanese history, they could make kimonos out of silk that were strong as steel, so it was like wearing Kevlar. Okay, so you're just actually factually wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Without doubt. (laughs) Yeah. And I think almost literally anyone can say that without doubt, because, like, no, silk is not as strong as Kevlar or steel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all of these distractions left a starting game about an hour to an hour and a half after our scheduled start time. That's bad, but I've dealt with that, too, for much better reasons, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> the gameplay, next chapter. Finally, we are beginning to play Dungeons & Dragons. We offboard a longboat into a giant Viking-inspired city. Okay, cool, sounds fun. Time to crack some skulls, drink some mead, and have a good time. Not so fast. Princess hasn't been the center of attention for a minute or so. (laughs) Before we are even off the boat, upon hearing the description of the port that we landed on, Princess decides that their high heels they spent a good 20 minutes pestering the DM for and describing to us in great detail just won't do in all this mud. It's a fantasy game. Uh, if you want to be able to wear high heels in grass my girl this is the time you do it <laughs> truth so like, they can just i mean that's fine if it's like a character thing where they're just like oh i can't stand all this mud but let's see where this goes how much does this detract from the game they immediately send their familiar who is a magical fox with wings remember cool right to scour the city for a tailor <laughs> And someone who can make them snowshoe attachments for their heels in question mark. That's like not a thing, right? Like that'd be like incredibly difficult or impossible to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm speechless. I, I'm I mean there are there are now there are like you can get like 3D printed things to put on the bottom of your shoes so that your heels don't go into the mud. But oh, wow. again, it is a fantasy game. <laughs> you can just walk in the mud. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So this part was never clear to me as I began phasing out of existence whenever they were talking at this point. (laughs) No, Gogolore, come back. (laughs) Um, Wizard Cleric and I squeeze some small 30-second scenes out where my ranger congratulates the ship cats on a job well done. Is that like... Now, hold on a minute. Ship cats. Gogolore said this very nonchalantly, so I'm assuming that's an actual term, but I prefer to imagine Viking cats. I, I was hoping it was Viking cats. That may still yet be the case. Any it's case? D&D. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wizard and Cleric sell some snake oil to a random drunkard for some kicks. Nice. Okay. That's enough about what the rest of the party is doing. Now get back to the only character who matters, the beloved princess. <laughs> Princess keeps bombarding DM with where can I get a new coat? Where can I get my high heels upgraded to be snowshoes? Where what does my fox? What does my fox who is magical fox with wings remember? Cool, right? See. Can they dye the cloak dark purple to match my corset? 
<laughs> Until I just tell them that I can hunt them a pelt and just wear normal people's shoes, to which their response was, Ugh, a princess never walks on less than five inches. Again, I am all for committing to the bit with the aesthetic. Uh, I have no words. This uh, Kruger kind of sucks, man. I want the uh, other one. The other one would be much cooler to play give with. Give me back the first one. <laughs> okay. Um, I end up going hunting in hopes of just moving to a scene where they aren't at. But of course, Princess follows me to help. And I can't remember if the story they mentioned who this player was, but it it makes it really funny if this is just like a guy playing a character named Princess. But anyway. I, being a ranger, am perfectly fine at hunting and end up bagging a moose, to which Princess is like, I'm gonna skin it and prepare the lever for my new cloak. Wait, the... wait, wait, wait. You're not the ranger! <laughs> wait. First of all, didn't he just offer to do that for yes. them? Yeah. And they refused it. Yes. And also, you're not the ranger. Yeah. <laughs> And so the second the ranger does a ranger thing, and it's a thing they offered to do for you, but you refused it. Now you're like, okay, gimme. It's mine now. <laughs> me, I'm, I'm going to do it, not you. I'm also worse at it than you, but gimme, I'm doing it. <laughs> Let's see. I think, yeah, we're just about done here. We got like a couple, like another paragraph. Um, Everyone at the table is just like, how would you even know how or have the tools to break down a moose carcass? Just let the ranger do it. Look at that. <laughs> Gogolor, we're on the on same, the same page. page. We're on <laughs> your side, buddy. We... But since this very simple task didn't have them in front and center, they had to go on about how being a fey princess, they know nature. My mind is fleeing to another plane of existence at this point. Uh, <laughs> Gogolor, no. In my mind, I'm playing a princess. I don't want to break a nail. You can handle the gooey animal carcass. I'll just take the thing. There's a bajillion reasons why Princess should not be doing any of this right now. I, well, unless unless you are playing a character, because I mean, princesses can be badasses. For sure. But like, if you've already established that you're the one that won't walk in mud and like has no interest in doing any mm. other thing, why now do you want to skin a moose? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine playing a character that's just completely contradictory at all times? Now there's an idea. I know, right? Like, I would <laughs> never run face first into danger. First combat runs face first into it. Why'd you do that? I felt the need to. <laughs> I'd uh... break my head. Anyway. The bar. That's the next chapter. We finally end up going to the longhouse for a drink and to listen to some rumors. Arguably the place we should have gotten to about two hours earlier. Not much cringe happens here except for Princess wanting to quote-unquote make chaos by trying to sneak up behind people and whisper stuff in their ear. Oh, no. That's how you get punched. Just <laughs> being a creep. What? Yeah. Badly, I might add, as they're a cleric. Oh, they're a cleric princess. Uh, and not and particularly how they, stealthy. How do they have a familiar? Oh, you know. Local game store DM moment. Maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. Um... I honestly have no idea where they were going with the, with this other than trying to be RAR XD waffles style random. <laughs> He's kind of true in Gogolore. You kind of true. I love right Gogolore. I know. <laughs> I should point out their XD they put was EX hyphen DEE. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Uh, they did take up about 15 minutes trying to persuade the barkeep to, I guess, have better wine. <laughs> Dang. Princess is using my secret move where I go to a restaurant and I say, have you tried making the food just better? <laughs> uh, Goggler continues and says, at this point, my mind was surfing the flow of the phlogistone does anyone know what the heck that word yes, is? Yes, actually. <laughs> what is no, that? That's a real thing. It's a D&D term that basically means space. Okay. <laughs> it's the goo that makes up D&D space. It's phlogiston. Okay. Phlogiston. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Me neither. They, they, they followed up by saying daydreaming about when we, when my spell jammer bundle comes in. Ah, okay. Yeah, see there. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, we got to talk to a local Jarl and learned about a mammoth hunt that is happening in the morning. Ooh fun cleric wizard and i got probably the most dialogue of the whole night in that one conversation with the jarl and after hours of enduring princess we finally had our plot hook going forward final chapter a little little bit after the session dm did reach out and they're going to have a talking to with princess and we're going to meet again in two weeks so we'll see if the horror continues if it does and there's oh an interest in an update i'll provide one <laughs> I am waiting oh, with bated breath. I yeah. want to know what happens next. I want to see the continuation of this series, Goggle <laughs> And that was Fairy Princess Freddy Krueger spends three hours trying to buy shoes. Oh my god. I mean, I know we did commentary throughout, but general consensus. I understand wanting to customize your character because it's a fantasy game. You can do and be whatever you want and being very dedicated to the aesthetic and all that stuff, but that stuff happens before you sit down to play the game. And all of those details and things like that, that goes in your character document. And you don't need to make it everybody else's problem until later <laughs> in the game when it becomes relevant. But like, mm -hmm. it does not need to be everybody's problem right out the gate. <laughs> Precisely. This is a classic situation of a me, me, me kind of player. This is a, a tension hog player. They, I mean, you can do a thing where you're like, oh, we step off and uh, my character princess is trying not to step in the mud very carefully. Okay, yeah. little character building moment. The minute you start going like hijacking the campaign and being like, all right, now we need to go get me some new shoes. So I'm immediately sending my familiar out and everybody else, wait, hold on. It's my turn. I got to figure out where my my ferret is flying to or whatever the mm. heck she had. I forget. Wait, no, it was a fox that flew because it was cool, right? A, it was a fox with wings. How could you forget something so oh, amazing? Sorry, I forgot. It's cool, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Levi. What? What's your rendition on Princess and Gogalore? I think had I had a princess when I first started DMing, I probably would have quit DMing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You hear that? And, Nobody date this man. <laughs> and I. <laughs> <laughs> And I have had, uh, how long have I been a DM now? Going on, I passed three years now. I mean, I have Are we counting just the campaigns that we finished or all the like yeah, little stuff was, that we played in high school? I was about to say, I haven't been active for a bit. So, because I've been a player for a while now, but like, I've, been, it's pro I've probably been a DM for about cumulatively, cumulatively three to three and a half years. Yeah. So I consider myself pretty experienced. And I'm willing to say without a doubt 
I would have quit. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I would have refused. I wouldn't have had the strength that this gaming shop DM would have had to be like, yeah, we'll continue. I'll just have a little chat with them, guys. Don't worry. I would have been scared to have a chat with them. Mm-hmm. I would. They would have. I would have thought they would have been like, my familiar will smite you if you <laughs> if you attempt to alter my character in any way. The the role my fey magic will cast a hex on you i don't know i i couldn't have done it (laughs) you would have hit them with the you guys aren't fun anymore i don't want to play anymore (laughs) (laughs) from earlier i have i have one question about this too Mm. are we weird that we don't make our character sheets together because there there are a couple of different stories other than this one that i saw where it was like they all make characters together and i'm like i Mine is a very involved process that takes days. How are y'all getting together? I think it might just be more of a case that the people who do it together are more outspoken about it and the people who don't just don't talk Mm -hmm. about because it's it's kind of that thing where it's like the people who do it by themselves are a little bit more private about it and don't really care to be like, oh, guys, I made all the because you do it in private because you don't want everyone to know every single little detail about your character. Yeah, that's the thing. It, I think the people that do it together go in with the intentions of, oh, well, maybe if we're telling each other about what we're doing, we could have characters that are more connected to each other at the beginning of the campaign, like how uh, Vex and Vex were literally brother and sister mm-hmm. in Critical Role Campaign 1, something like that. Um, but from our experience, we've never had characters that have been, I'm pretty sure every single party we've ever had has all been disconnected from each other until they met each other in the campaigns we've played with, with the exception of Taryn's uh one of Taryn's backup characters coming in and intentionally relating themselves to yes a player character which was also cool I, that's just <laughs> something that I've thought about I'm like I don't know how you would sit down and make a character because mine I I mean I'm still working on my character document here and there and like all of the artwork and shit I <laughs> that's I don't part know. of uh, <laughs> for us I think that's part of the allure to the game is because we're, we're a little bit more, I think in recent times, we've gotten a little bit more balanced between RP and, and actual game mechanics, combat-y, doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think we're still more of an RP-leaning group. And that's part of the allure to us is I want my character to have secrets that no one else knows about. And I want the group to get to find them out as the game goes on. And I want mm-hmm. it to affect the group because I had baggage that they didn't know about. Now it's their problem, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also think it may not run so deep sometimes. I think it might be as simple as, well, I play on Roll20 or only at local DM things, so sometimes there's a brand new game, and so we have to make a character right there because yeah. they're only there for however many hours you just signed up or whatever. Well, that, I think that have like four backup characters that you can just pull also out. Also true, you. though, <laughs> yeah, if you don't have them just ready. Like, if you're a professional Roll20 or don't you just got like a stockpile of characters? Professionals have standards. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Levi, give us a story. Okay, this one's a little bit less humorous and more of like a, oh, this might hurt. <laughs> like an, oh, um, no. Yeah. So mine's decently long, although not horribly long. But it's called My First Campaign Ever Had a, quote, that guy, end quote. 
This was from a good while ago, so details will be hazy. But when I first decided I wanted to try my hand at being a DM, complete with creating an entire world, fresh story, and having the smart idea to do it almost entirely improvised. Wow, that sounds familiar. Um, I had my best friend. Wow, that sounds familiar. And another player that came from another D&D game I participated in. Let's call him Cool Dude. Oh, <gasps> Cool Dude. Why but is this I felt just like, our origin story? <laughs> yeah, but I felt like I could use more than just two. More the merrier, I say. Wow. This is really just early us. <laughs> get a few more players and start on my way. First few sessions go fine as I get my bearings and unfortunately seemed my style of play wasn't for the players I had recruited. And the cool dude had to go due to having a baby and not enough time to play. So immediately that's where it diverges from us. Um, <laughs> How dare you have a child and not play d d <laughs> The other player, let's call him Monk says that he got a couple friends so he could that he could bring in so i give the okay and get introduced to rogue and that guy please note the rest of this will be almost entirely about that guy here on known as tg now being a new dm and laid back in general i have very little qualms about stuff like homebrew classes uh oh mm-hmm. This game was intending to be fun. However, that guy was hellbent on picking some very clearly broken homebrew classes. Mm -hmm. I tried to compromise saying he could play that homebrew class, but we're going to grow you into it instead of starting off as is, which caused him to backpedal and picked an unearthed arcana class. At the time, Artificer. Okay. This was only the beginning though. Over the two year long campaign, that guy would argue over certain mechanics, such as the artificer having mechanical means of casting spells, therefore wouldn't require concentration checks to maintain certain concentration spells. No. Which I compromised, saying that the devices could then be targeted by enemy attacks or hit by AoE, potentially stopping the spell effect, which was the only thing he was fine with. Hmm. He would constantly... Oh, what? I was going to say, shout out to this DM so far. He's kind of handling it like a champ. Yeah. Yeah, He or she. Would constantly argue over rulings, be it mine or raw. Would complain if the character got a plot relevant up, or would complain if a character, any character, got a plot relevant upgrade. I put plot in the loosest term, admittedly. A new item that his character couldn't use. An item his character could use, but wasn't good uh, at using it. Or a joke item that was based on an earlier puzzle the group laughed about. That wasn't good enough for him. I did talk with him about these things, and he said he would work on it. I wasn't mad about his shenanigans. That's always what everyone says, though, is that I'll work on it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't mad about his shenanigans, but I was concerned about losing a player because they were not having fun. And the rest of the group didn't speak up, so I assumed everything was at least stable. This DM sounds amazing. Oh, my God. Near the end of the campaign, as it were, things were moving at a brisk pace as at a brisk pace as far as the big bad was concerned. I was finally figuring out that yes, I should be taking notes and making at least a basic <laughs> draft of what I want to do. <laughs> this is two years later. <gasps> and that guy decides that he doesn't like his character and wants to start over oh my god i see (laughs) 
after all that fighting over the fucking artificer. I distinctly remember being exceptionally concerned at this point. <laughs> really? Only and concerned? <laughs> when asked why, when asking that guy why, it was because I can't do enough. Quote, unquote. Uh-huh. So after confirming that he wanted to do this, we situated on what he wanted to play, which was a bounty hunter? Question mark? Homebrew okay. class. I accelerated a story beat that was tailored for what he wanted his artificer character to do, which also wasn't to his liking. Should I have allowed this? Probably not. This, I'm, I'm, what, this is, what I'm assuming is happening here is the artificer is trans- transitioning into a bounty hunter character. Mm. Um, but I was reaching, uh, should I have allowed this? Probably not. But I was reaching the end of my patience by this point and wanted to keep him placated without interfering with the other players. After mm-hmm. a few more months, my the goodness. campaign ends, and I start talking with the other players. That guy didn't want to participate about my first time DMing, asking okay. for critiques about how it went, what I could change and improve or work on, and one thing that came up was to not allow that guy to join the next campaign. <laughs> <laughs> When I asked why no one told me he was a nuisance before, apparently it was because I was not really showing any signs of frustration towards him. They were still having fun, but were annoyed he kept questioning my decisions with no basis for it. (laughs) That guy left the group not long after. I still thanked him in Discord DMs for participating, however. All said and done, I still run with these guys today, currently a year plus into my second campaign with a couple new players. And luckily for me, know that guy to deal with this time around. <sighs> I'm glad that had they... a happy ending. Yeah, this DM's kind of rocking. Like, I would yeah. use oh, yeah. it for a Canadian, he or she. <laughs> um, User Cruel Destiny posted Whoa, this. Cruel Destiny. You should go hang out with Gogolore. <laughs> um, you guys would be really you would work really well together. <laughs> oh, there was something I was gonna say about that. Where do they where do they come from though? Where do the that guys come from? Like I don't get who, it. Who gets it in their mind? They're like, yeah, I'm gonna play D D with some people that I know or just or some randoms online. What do I want t- to happen when I play D D? Hmm. Should I play the game according to the rules? No, I would rather just win. I want to beat everything and everyone, and I want to be in charge at all times, and I won't DM either. How Where do you exist? This, how does the game even become fun for you at that point? How do you function in real life is my other question. I, like, yeah, like, I don't understand any of it. Do you have no challenge presented to you? Like that, without challenge, the game doesn't mean anything. It's just sandbox mode. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're just, you just want to be the DM, but you're not. So mm. why are you playing? <laughs> and you just make it unfun for literally everyone else around you, DM and the players, because they're mm. like, man, I hate this. This guy's way too strong, and, and he didn't do anything to get it. Why do you think that you're being called that guy? Yeah. Although props to this DM, though. They were a True. rock star deal for two years. Yeah. I cannot believe that they dealt with that stuff for two years and did the not fact, blow a gasket. Yeah, the fact yeah. that their concern was, I didn't want to lose a player and I didn't want to just not be having fun, <laughs> rather than he is making this horrible. You, my friend, win. You won yeah. D&D. <laughs> Good job. What was their name again? Uh, Cruel Destiny, no spaces, capital C, capital D. 
Good job, Cruel Destiny. You won. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did a really good job. The only other person that may have done better you, than you was Cool Guy, but we don't know where Cool yeah, Guy is anymore. We don't know what <laughs> Cool Guy did now. We need one of those post-movie uh, like things yeah. where they get a caption that tells us about what they did after. This was also what? very recently posted, 15 <gasps> days ago. Maybe there'll be a wow. sequel and Cool Guy will return and take the place of that guy. No! <gasps> well, yeah! No, did, wait, didn't Cool Guy have a kid? Yeah. The kid takes the place of that guy. Oh, uh-huh, that was thought, fifteen days. It's ago a prophecy. Really, <laughs> like what? Like three years old? <laughs> yeah, gotta start him early. Like, <laughs> I need. To, mm. Yeah, cool guy had a baby because he's a cool guy. Yeah, so, is that why he's cool guy? I figured there were other reasons. <laughs> no, I think that's where the name, the moniker, came from. Was right there. He's you a, a kid. Cool guy. You're cool now. <laughs> Yep. Oh, okay. All right, Jordan, give us another one. All right. I got I've got a couple more. I'll try to I'll try to pick one. Okay. We've got a couple. Okay, we've got a more funny one and like a <laughs> um give me the funny because mine's a bit of an E. Okay. All right. So this one is a is a longer one. Mm. New player left in the most awkward way I have ever seen. Okay. All right. Again, from r slash RPG horror stories, uh, posted by user before underscore plastic. So uh, this is this one's really funny. This made me laugh when I was originally trying to find stories for today. Okay. I'm okay. still kind of a newbie when it comes to D&D, but I was really itching to play since all of my previous groups I played with would either conclude or fall apart. I recently joined a Discord group as per an invite from my best friend and have been really enjoying myself ever since I got to know everyone. The structure of the sessions is played very loose and relaxed. There is no core group of adventurers. The entire server is part of an adventuring guild, so to speak, and our DM posts schedules for up to six players to join per session. There is an an overarching plot and things that players do shape the world around us and even affect the other adventuring groups. Example, you may find yourself tracking down an evil wizard lair to gain information for the guild, only to have the very wizard show up to antagonize your party and then leave. The next session you play, you may find that another group of adventurers found your info very helpful in defeating the wizard in their own session, which I think is a very interesting way to play with just like a large adventuring guild. I think that's kind of cool. Another important thing to note is that this entire campaign is completely silly. Nothing is taken too seriously at all. All of the important characters are named things like Pain Slut Miyazaki or 40 Hot Dogs. (laughs) No, 40 (laughs) Hot Dogs. (laughs) Our main trade export in town is just straight up cocaine. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Time goes by, new players come and go, and eventually we reboot the campaign. Many newcomers to the server during the downtime between campaigns are excited to finally get to play as well as myself. The first few sessions go off without a hitch. Character introductions happen, and most of the first sessions are played with two to four players at first because we were all arriving in pairs to the main area. Okay. One of the sessions introduced my arrival group. There was me, a Furbolg Hexblade, who is tricked into service with his patrons, and my best friend playing a touring Aladrin bard who was invited to play at the resort we were headed to, but got the invitation 400 years late due to time bullshit in the Feywild, which I love. My goodness. (laughs) A warforged monk who I can only describe as a sock puppet monkey with a silly voice. That's the only way you can describe them. Apparently. (laughs) 
and an orc scholar who did not want to divulge any information, any reason for his character being there. The session concludes and we decide to sign up for next week's session a week later. Upon starting the session, the orc player was almost completely checked out the entire time. We all kept interacting with each other in funny ways and continued our escapades until our DM introduced a new NPC. Now, I don't exactly remember this NPC's name, but I think it was a callback to our previous campaign and also the name of a celebrity. All of a sudden, the orc player speaks up and says, you know what, I'm done. You may enjoy it, but I'm not interested in playing your little satire. I came to play Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm out. <laughs> and they left the server entirely. We all kind of sat there speechless until the Warforge pipes up and says, you'd think they'd have caught on to the tone of the campaign after arriving on a boat with a friggin' sock puppet. <laughs> Our DM now ends our session sometimes with thank you for playing the satire with us tonight. Amazing. <laughs> So who let like an 1800s British royalty yeah. into D and <laughs> I cannot stand for this. This is silly. This is not <laughs> so sophisticated. Somebody was expecting like Lord of the Rings and ended up getting Monty uh, Python. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there's a uh, important setting up expectations. Yeah. Classic. This is what happens when you don't, but also it is really funny when you literally, I don't know what's going on in your life that you can't have fun in such a world. Like, yeah. really? it sounds fun. See, that's what I love about our group is both of our campaigns have decent, actual serious moments in them and a decent amount of sillies as well. Because <laughs> that's the thing is like, you're people living in a world, you're going to like, especially if you're heroes in a dire situation where like, you're at a cataclysmic event and your hero's having to save the world at this point of turmoil. People make jokes. Humans have always made jokes to Gallows alleviate, <laughs> yeah, to alleviate the horrible situations they've been in. So like, you gotta, that makes the, that makes it just more realistic as well, just to have humor in the campaign yeah. at points. They fun now. Un <laughs> they fly now. unfortunately for people that want everything to just be serious all the time the real world also has a decent amount of silly things that happen in it from time to time remember so, that boat that got stuck that was yes. really silly <laughs> boat stuck boat stuck please i beg you um <laughs> so like i don't i get it that you want to be but like even like stuff like in the lord of the rings has like tom bombadil exists in the lord of the rings there's an entire chapter dedicated to this weird flower child man who may or may not be the author or God um, <laughs> who just broke the entire story. And then you just don't revisit it. You just don't talk about it ever again. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> Also, you know, tragedy cannot exist without comedy. Exactly. So if you are sitting there and you're like, I only want a serious campaign, then half the time it's never going to feel, feel serious because it's going to yeah. be like, and then they die. And you're like, okay, I kind of knew that was coming. It's much, much, much more devastating when you have the beloved NPC named Goat that is just a big, silly, lovable goofball that like completely battered the paladin with a giant crossbow suddenly <laughs> dies. That is much more heartbreaking. Yep. It, I swear to God, if you're telling us secrets for the next, next session, I'm going to be devastated. I would never kill Goat the Orc. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but really like... Orc. That's the only mm. one I care about. <laughs> but, He's gonna uh, make us care about another character named Goat. Impossible. But no, I, I agree <laughs> with what you're saying about like you can't be serious all that. Because also, if you do so much doom and gloom 
like just consistently all the time, then it becomes funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because there, there is a certain point of edge where it just loops back around and now it's funny and you become the brooding rogue that sits in the corner of the there, tavern. We have an NBC that does that talk. and we <laughs> joke about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We call him emo. <laughs> It's just funny, just point and laugh more. That's what you get when you brood too much. You just get laughed at. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, because... I, I agree. We can't have funny without serious. Continue, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at our time. Levi, do you have another story? I don't have another story, but I did find a very uh, a kind of funny uh, mm-hmm. on D&D horror stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a picture, but it's it's this list that like a person made in a document that they screenshotted and uploaded. And it says, mm-hmm. our party had some problems and we wanted them fixed. So we did this. We made a critique list. Bartholomew took more than I expected. So this is the critique list. At the top, it says, don't be evil in big, bold letters. <laughs> then it starts with a character's name. Niana, don't be evil. <laughs> no more memes mid-session. Don't abandon characters. Zyron, do more. Remember more. <laughs> Evan, don't be evil. (laughs) Stop piggybacking. Be your own character. Listen to (laughs) ideas. DM me. More interesting combat. Better characters. Better reputation. Charlie, be less passive. Rongar, don't abandon characters. Have a personality. Engage more. Oh my God. Bartholomew. No, not Bart. Red underlined italicized don't be evil <laughs> don't metagame don't cheat oh my gosh stop bringing up the past let other players have their moments stop complaining about sub bullet being hit you're a tank not being able to do something party being against you not being able to steal not everything being about you things not going your way don't try to abandon the party reduce swearing be quieter your character is very op i have to make countermeasures don't sabotage the party peace is an option don't always go for combat your character is smart don't make dumb decisions for the quote funnies and <laughs> oh no oh my gosh that I is a perfect segue i can't tell if all of these people are actually horrible players or if this dm just hates all of their players bartholomew, bartholomew bartholomew comment is just a guy who said man is fed up <laughs> Oh about your friends. Oh my gosh. If that wouldn't destroy <laughs> us, I would almost want to do it just for the humor sake of having one just like this. <laughs> I feel like we should just, only with things that like won't make people mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Maybe goodness. just do the characters, don't do the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another person said everything on this list seems reasonable to me. I some of them did, but then some of them, like all of the characters being like, don't be evil. If they want an evil campaign and they're making it an evil campaign, I, 
What are you going to do? I think, I think they were being ironic when they said everything seems reasonable to I me. I can't get over the, what was it, Ragnar, have a personality. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I cannot imagine telling, but because everybody has different play styles and some people are more engaged and less engaged than others. I could not imagine going up to one of my friends and be like, play better, fucker. Like, it's like the it's food. Terror, but... it's, a, it's the restaurants from earlier, like Princess did with the wines. It's get better <laughs> You considered playing the game better. <laughs> Act like Critical Role. You're not acting like Critical Role, and I don't like it. <laughs> True, we didn't get any of those today. We didn't have any. Uh, I was surprised. Anyway. I was on the lookout. Mm, I didn't find any, but that's okay. Um, all right. Yeah, I think we've gone pretty long for this one so far. I think we're getting close to an hour-ish, surprisingly. Man, we could do this forever, though. This, <laughs> this may be a series. We may have to do more like this. Yes, let us know in the comments on TikTok, on Twitter, on pretty much everything, and on our Patreon and on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch. Do everything and let us know if you like this because that's the only way we'll know is if you, you tell us unilaterally on every single thing we're on. Or if you have your own D&D horror stories, uh, send them to us to read because we think they're funny. Yeah, post them in r slash nat one podcast. That is a thing. It's just not very active. I don't think it's active at all because Taryn made it, but no. <laughs> You know, do something. I, if you there's, want. there's just one more I gotta read before we go. It's really short. Okay. Oh. It's called New DM Has No Clue What He's Doing. Oh, no. Okay. My 25M, DM 23M, is running a loose table. On our journey, we stopped by a Long John Silvers to gain some intel on a pirate crew we needed to hire. Since we were in a Long John Silvers, we figured it would be a safe bet there would be a bell to ring in the shop. Everyone at the table was looking forward to this, but our DM denied us our only chance at happiness. He acts like a dictator at the table, shaking my head. Okay, we found the worst DM ever. All right, ban them. They're not allowed to play D&D anymore. Ain't got no bell. Oh my god! There's someone who posted in the comments, you aren't the only one upset, and a link, and I click the link, and it goes to, they didn't put a bell in the Long John Silvers in our campaign. <laughs> Is this a thing? Both in Long John Silvers and people being this distressed about a bell. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Uh, the bell thing makes complete well, sense. yeah, yeah. The what Long John Silvers, I don't there know. there no bell? This is bull. <laughs> Actually, it's Long John Silvers. Oh... <laughs> That's <laughs> but we hey, could be that's gonna be that's gonna be our next uh like fighting episode the long john silvers bell and the taco bell duke it out <laughs> bell battle <laughs> bell battles well, battle no of the bell long john silvers so that's just because it's invisible had they tried ringing where it was supposed to be <laughs> i bet they didn't do that i bet the dm wasn't being a tyrant at all I, they, they really just missed the opportunity to walk around the entire restaurant just like yeah. uh, waving and flailing their yeah. arms. You didn't even try to feel for the bell. This is on you. Yeah. All right. Um, everyone, end the episode. End it. Bye, Gogalore. Bye, <laughs> the other person. I forget your name. Sorry. Curse <laughs> Destiny. Curse Destiny and Gogalore. Now kiss. <laughs>enjoyed the episode you just listened to if you really like our content make sure to like subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on youtube and look for us on spotify if you'd like to see us continuing to do more fun projects in the future consider supporting us on patreon you can find our page linked in the description above all of our other social media links 
And finally, if you'd like to keep up with the zany shenanigans of our lives and check out some more skit-based content and things like that, check us out on Twitter and TikTok. Links in the description. And hey, thanks. <laughs>